We are coming to the end of our New Year's retreat. Even though it's already 6th of January, we can perhaps usefully turn tonight towards the new year. The new year as we leave tomorrow and come to our homes, families, work, familiar routines. Let's turn towards this time as a time for possibility. That always seems, in the stories at least, the possibility of what the new year can bring, a new turning. And as I reflected on it, I remember one of my teachers, every New Year's retreat, I would sit with him 31st of December at midnight when we used to stay up. We were all young in those days. Stay up till midnight. And he'd ring the bell, and there's that big hype, you know, New Year's, and there. And he said, empty. <laughs> it was such a relief. It was such a relief, right? On one level, it's absolutely, it's, it's a kind of an agreement. New Year here is different from New Year there. This culture's New Year is different from this one's. As to when we agree, a cycle has completed. So while we know it's empty, if we do, to whatever extent we do, then we're free to really enter in to the spirit of play, of an adult kind of play, where we can usefully turn towards these new cycles that we have agreed upon as such in some way. To do it now is an agreement, but cycles always So when we form the circle, as I spoke about, you will have a chance. Let's see. Let's see if that's not rubbing. That's better, isn't it? (laughs) Let's do a test. You will each have the opportunity to have a gold piece of paper. Um, And this one is the aspiration and intention for something that you might want to cultivate and bring forth in your being and or deepen. And the second one on this lavender kind of paper is your aspiration and intention for something that's on the way to being released, relinquished, let go of, that is coming to cease. So just a little bit about these New Year's intentions because probably all of you know the worst case, which is that, oh, good, it's the New Year, I'm going to do such and such. And of all the people I know, I don't know how many percent actually achieve the such and such or two weeks later are still with the such and such. Maybe some of you are. Maybe some of you do. That's not always so helpful We can set some aim for ourselves, and then at some point it's neither completed and our aspiration drops away. And in in a way, it can kind of undermine the whole process of intention. It can undermine the process of the beauty of our wish to turn towards something and say, yes, I want to do that. So that's why tonight we're bringing this into ceremony, so that we don't only come up with an ego ideal from our head. Oh, good, I'm going to be. And by February, I'm going to have. And then I'm going to let go of that. And I'm never going to say that anymore. Right. 
Let's make intention something sacred. And how do we do that? Many ways. Many things we need to bring to sacralize intention and not make it something to beat ourselves with. Something that we set as an ideal, fail at some point or just give up on or and the whole enterprise kind of dwindles and fades. I'm not assuming you do that with all your intentions. Maybe you're someone who really does follow through beautifully. But what would it be to bring more, to bring more of us to the table tonight so that we can learn and study for ourselves actually how does it come about that something gets cultivated? Welcome. (laughs) how does it come about that something gets cultivated we can't just decide um, right when you come to meditation you can't just decide okay concentrate you can't just decide okay samatha I'm going to just be really really here and now no it's more than a mental act we have to participate with our body with our breath and find out humbly through mindfulness, through continued application, how is it that this sense of unification of body and mind comes about? So I want us to let go tonight of any narratives of self-determination in the very rigid sense that they can be used. Self, but if I just had self-belief, if I just had self-determination... Those ideas that we can do it ourselves is a very modern idea. Very modern idea. And even if you have, even if we do, many of us here maybe achieved really great things through the galvanizing of will and intention, sometimes it can be at great cost. We may achieve great works with our brilliant minds, perhaps but might have left our body behind or our heart behind or our imagination behind. Or we had to tighten and push so hard that something in us dried up or someone else felt the brunt of it. So what would it be to find out how does it come about that cultivation happens? It's an art. It's not something I have to pick myself up by the bootstraps tighten myself, squeeze on my soul, and then I can achieve it. That's a certain kind of achievement. But something that is more sacred, that is onward leading for the benefit of our being, for the benefit of each other, has more of us coming to the table. So tonight I invite us to be fully, as much of our body has shown up for us this week, I'm going to invite you to bring and call forth your imagination, your capacity to imagine more than what you know already. Your sensitive heart and your nose for more. Where you smell out that there's more here, I want to... The mind will say, well, you need to be more equanimous and maybe you do 
but maybe at the, at the corner you have a nose and something is emerging in your being here this week that you might be overlooking but that you see is onward leading. Maybe there's more kindness emerging here, is already starting to be cultivated. The mind says, oh, but I need to be. But listen, listen, what is emerging in your being that is beautiful, that is onward leading, that is calling and asking to be brought forth in you and for our world? To hear that, we must listen deeply with everything we've got. The word aspiration, while it can mean, in a modern sense, um, a hope or ambition for something, Its root has the same word as spirit, aspiration, breath. It has the word breath in it. And it has the connotation to blow upon something. Maybe how things come about when they are onward leading when they are restored to sacredness. Maybe they come about not by yanking ourselves around or having a good idea and dragging our body along. Maybe they come about by finding out what is the intention here, what is emerging here, and tending to that spark and blowing upon it blowing upon it so that we can come into relationship with what wants to arise that is beautiful and wholesome and onward leading. And the one for release. How does release come about? not just by an act of will, or all of us would have done it last Monday, Sunday evening, and gone home by Tuesday. It's an art. It's not something to berate ourselves for when we don't seem to be able to let go. But what allows release? So when you come to choose tonight, what is it this year that you might have and place in the fire that you might wish to relinquish, that your hands can empty and say, I am on the way to dropping, to releasing, to relinquishing. When you listen for that, please Don't be guided by the voices that say, well, you should. You should be like that, and you shouldn't be like that. So say you're going to let go of that. And the joy goes out. And the heart gets dry. And anything holy seems like a distant memory 
of those kinds of people that aren't us. <coughs> yes, the Buddha is clear. We do incline the mind to let go of greed, of hatred, of delusion. When you come to choose to see what it is that might be even concrete for you, you might want to translate onto the paper something specific that's already on the way. You know, that way that I, I'm, I'm almost mindful at the moment when I habitually stare at my mother with that cold stare. I'm kind of there. I could kind of stop. I kind of feel like I have the right, but actually I know now it doesn't lead onward. So listening, listening tonight for seeing what wants to emerge in you as that which wants to be brought forth and that which is calling for release. Let it be yours. Don't let it be from a dogma that is not yours. Let it be your own language. Let it be framed in your own language. You might want to bring forth something that's very clearly articulated in the Buddha's teachings or not. It might be the, any of the faculties, the five spiritual powers. Faith, energy, mindfulness, samatha, wisdom. It might be one of the beautiful heart qualities. In fact, every year my piece of yellow paper for the last five years that's on my desk has the same word on it. And I see it every day. Oh, yeah, this is the one to keep. I look at it every day. Sometimes it falls underneath my telephone and sometimes I resurrect it. But it's there. I'm still working on it. But I remember that it came about in this hall with these good people where we had sat together with our own heart and mind for 10 days. And it's fertile. It's not just a yellow piece of paper with a nice word. Sometimes it looks like that. Other times I remember you all or who else was sitting here. I remember our nobility to sit with our own body and mind. Yes, not perfectly, but humanly, staying with an intention together. And that lets my piece of gold paper kind of shine a little bit more. And I remember what it is I want to bring forth. So let's pause, and in a moment I'm going to invite us to make these two circles. I'm going to Okay. 
Okay, so please take your meditation posture. Can you hear okay, Ginny? Okay. And let it be formal as a way to connect with your body. And let there be enough room for your belly to breathe. Like let it take up its space. We want as much of you here as possible. Let your breath flow. See what kind of breath your body would like to breathe. Let there be some space under your armpits. Upright. And let your weight drop to the ground. And let's open the space tonight by having one of you who would like to feel called upon to light a candle in the middle. There'll be six candles. One will be for those who have come before us. I won't tell you what they're... Oh, we're ready. Okay. (laughs) For those who have come before us. And there's just to let everyone know, there's a tricky thingy on that blue fire lighter. It needs both holding down and holding down. Oh. So for those who have come before us, human and more than human. For those who will come after us, human and more than human, and sense your body, as we weave together this contemplative theater. And for those of this present time, us of this present time, And in this contemplative theater, we are not only audience in the modern sense, but our participation through our own senses, your eyes, your ears, your touch, your smell, your mind. your spirit, your breath. Noticing any moments where you want to be a distant observer. 
and see if you can drop that poise and enter in the inevitable intimacy of being. And who would like to light a candle for the Buddha? We have two Buddhas in the house. Great. Perfect. Let's have two, three Buddhas in the house. In fact, that's maybe, maybe without us knowing which one's which, one is the Buddha, one is Dharma, one is the Sangha. Right? We got all three lined up. So firstly, what might you like to bring forth for cultivation or deepening this year? This is a question for your body, for your heart, for your mind, for your imagination. What are you seeing emerging here that wishes to be tended with care? that you could blow upon and let that spark become a fire. So listen deeply. It might be really clear to you what you want to write on the paper. And if it is, just listen and see how that feels in your body. Does this feel on track? Does it feel like it lines me up, lights me up? Yeah, I want to go in that direction. 
It's not an impossible ideal, but something that's calling me forth. So please take a moment with this contemplation. And I'm going to ask Shada now to just read a poem to seed this reflection for you. called Hold Out Your Hand by Julie Fehrenbacher. Let's forget the world for a while. Fall back and back into the hush and holy of now. Are you listening This breath invites you to write the first word of your new story. Your new story begins with this. You matter. You are needed, empty and naked, willing to say yes and yes and yes. Do you see the sun shines day after day whether you have faith or not? The sparrows continue to sing their song even when you forget to sing yours. Stop asking, am I good enough? Ask only, am I showing up with love? Life is not a straight line. It's a downpour of gifts. Please hold out your hand. In a moment, you'll have a bit more time to contemplate and then write both the one that you want to bring forth and deepen and the one you would like to release. So take a moment now as you hold out your hand also. I mean, you can literally, if you wish, whatever's real for you, whatever gesture your body wants to make, it is a beautiful gesture. Um... What is it that is calling, is on the way? You can see the path for relinquishing, for release, for letting go. What are you in the direction of? Finding out who's here on this seat. And we will chant, and those who wish can join when you're ready. But your work now is to stay close to yourself. And when you're ready, you can come and um, receive one of the 
e golden pieces and lavender pieces and there will be pens if you should do, wish to do it in this way. And while we're chanting, there is time for you to write on your paper something that is relevant, meaningful, pertinent for you, that feels good when you write it, but is in connection with your humanity and your love of going beyond. So I'm going to ask Sharda again. Will you begin us in that Om Mane Padme one you did on the second night? <coughs> they will, yeah. Yeah. So once she's got the chant up and running and you're ready, I'll put the pens there. Maybe not all of you were there at the last evening, so but you'll pick this up pretty quickly. And just so those those of you who were not there, just so you know that this chant of Om Mani Padme Hum, Om Mani Padme Hum, it's in reference to the jewel in the lotus, which means the jewel of compassion that lives within our own heart. And so as we chant, we feel the jewel, the radiant jewel of compassion in our heart. Oh, Mani, I have to go higher. <laughs> oh, Mani, Padme Hu. Padme who Omani Padme who Omani Padme Oh, 
Padme Hum Omani 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 Padme Padme Hum Omani Padme Hum Omani Padme Hum Omani Padme Padme Hum Omani Padme Hum Omani Padme Hum
So keeping your aspirations somewhere safe for now. We're going to bring those aspirations into the red cord, the red thread, which I'm going to ask Yanai to um, do what is traditionally done. So he will, we have a, we've been working with the materials that are here. So we have a beautiful piece of um, birch tree who was already severed earlier today, was already in the snow. And there is the many meters of red thread. So he will um, tie this to the Buddha. And in a moment, he will come round and roll it out for everyone to hold. And hopefully he'll find a way for Kuan Yin's arm to be involved, or at least maybe her back, so she's in, included in the circle. And then everyone gets to hold the red thread, and then it comes into the middle of the circle. And then when he's complete, he can place it into the white cloth on the floor. And <clears throat> so... Again, as much of you as you can bring this to affirm whatever you want to affirm, actually, in this red thread. Whatever you want to affirm. You know, it's the thread that joins us to all of us that have been here this week. Our comrades and fellow yogis who sat with their own hearts and minds. It, watch out if you're getting too interested in Yanai's part. <laughs> <laughs> Um, actually, why don't you pause for a sec? I'll, I'll finish it. That's probably better. That's good. It's like, wow, how's that going to work? Who's going to get tangled up? Is it going to be like kittens? Um, yeah, so to affirm whatever you want to affirm in a thread that brings continuity, it brings, this, it's the same thread we're all going to hold. It's the same thread. It's got the lineage of these teachings in it that you have practiced this week, that you have picked up, that you have got, gone deeper with, seen more about. So it affirms that connection. And more. Let yourself feel your hand and let your whole heart, body, mind, imagination and breath come into that thread. Let it be imbued with what you want to affirm. And that can, you know, that can be, it doesn't have to even be rational or have to be limited to any of the narratives that we've woven here. It includes them. But all lineages that you belong to, all lines, all the blood that runs through your veins, physical and more than physical. So we will endeavor to do this together. And we'll endeavor to do this together. And what we do, let's chant again the Sabe Sata Sukita Hontu, which is when you relinquished your mobile phones, which apparently had a really nice retreat. Um, and you will be re reunited with them tomorrow. <laughs> so we'll chant that. And really let yourself breathe everything into this. Let it be this uh, contemplative play. have a logistical question. Let's say we're in the realm of the unknown. <laughs>
So if you hold them, if you hold them quite firmly. Oh, you want us to go clockwise. Okay, so we'll go as the sun goes. So find your feet, find your legs at any point if you want need to stand. We're going to pass it around and you'll have a, uh, your own connection to the thread. So for all beings, let's dream everything into this thread tonight. Remember the charm? Sabe sata sukita hontu Sabe sata sukita hontu Sabe
if you would like um, to take the precepts tonight. Then these can be taken now as you hold your thread. I take the precept not to harm any living being. I take the precept not to take anything that isn't offered to me freely and generously. I take the precept not to cause harm through my sexuality. I take the precept to speak with truthfulness and kindness, not to gossip. I take the precept not to indulge in intoxicants that will cloud the mind and keep me from my mindfulness. And thank you. And in a moment, um, you will be released. Um, But before we do that, bringing any last blessing you wish from this place, from this land, for from those who have known this land before us, from this retreat center, through all lineages that you carry in your heart and soul, that is beautiful, that makes you who what, and what you are, bringing the blessing of that tonight and the water that was being poured as all the way through your chanting, our chanting, um, unless you tell me you really don't want to get wet at all, the idea is we'll just sprinkle it over you as also part of the traditional um, ceremony as a blessing, as a blessing. So you can do it as holding out your hands, receiving it as the water that has been um, received your voice, received your voice of well-wishing. So we'll do the blessing part once we've cut. Yes, yes, yes. My two co-teachers like that idea. <laughs> the blessing we once it's cut, and then when it's cu- so we'll go. Kashada and I and Yen and I will go around and we'll cut, and you'll each have a piece that's long enough probably to go th- at least ten times around your wrist. But um, um, it's for, it's yours to do with as as is meaningful for you. Sometimes people tie them around their wrists and they keep them there until they fall off, which for me is usually about October the following year, somewhere in the shower. I realise it's not on me anymore. And um, w- yeah, 
and we will, um, once they're cut, you just hold them and then when everyone has cut, then there's a chance for us to put in the, a knot each for the Buddha and the Dharma and the Sangha, if you wish, and a knot for your aspiration of what you want to bring forth as a fourth knot. But first you must hold it still when it's your alone piece of string. So we're talking about a piece of string and sometimes people have wondered how long it is. Um, but it's quite long, fortunately long enough. Um, in fact, it's a blessing cord. And that's what I also just want to name this traditional ritual honouring of our connectedness and the, the holding of the cord that is in one piece that will become in many expressing and symbolizing our profound interconnectedness and the oneness of the very heart of our existence and the singular individual expressions that we manifest in and as. And so that dual symbolism is in this and part of our blessing and bringing the, the sacred quality of, of awakening, of truth, of togetherness of Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha, and our sacred aspiration to carry with us is indeed a blessed thing. And therefore, we call this a, a blessing cord. And there are many places people might choose to wear them. They don't have to be on the wrist, but we leave that for you to decide. And what's nice with that, when you put the knots on, is to then ask someone else to tie it on your wrist. So it's also gifted to you in that sense. Part of the connection of the, the shared cord that weaves us together. And yes, some people like it around their neck, around their ankle, around their cat. It's, there's many options you can have. See what feels right for you. So once it's cut, feel free to start. Just take a moment to hold it. You can start cutting the knots. And the, the spirit is to hold the sense of what this means for you in your heart as you tie the knot. And that power of ritual transformation of something that is inanimate, that is quality and value in the heart, transferred into something material that makes it sacred and that expresses the sacred mystery of how it is that life and form emerges from that which is unformed. And so, that's probably enough explanation. Shall we count the cord? So, scissors are coming. Um, just wondering when the water should be. Scissors and water and knots all together. Let's cut first. Okay.
So as you're making your notes, if you wish to, and one for the aspiration, let's chant the refuges um, over and over in whatever way they are yours, place to rest our heart and mind. Buddhang Saranang Chami Dhammang Saranang Chami Sangam Saranang Chami Dutiampi Buddhang Saranang Chami Chami Dutiampi Sangam Saranga Chami Tatiampi Budhang Saranga Chami Tatiampi Dhammam Saranga Chami Tatiampi Sangam Saranang Chami Buddhang Saranang Chami Dhammam Saranang Chami Sangam Saranang Chami Dutiampi Budhang Saranang Chami Dutiampi Dhammam Saranang Chami Dutiampi Sangam Saranang Chami Tatiampi Budhang Saranga Chami Tatiampi Dhammam Saranga Chami Tatiampi Sangam Saranga Chami Budhang Saranga Gachami Dhammam Saranangachami Sangam Saranangachami Dutiampi Budhang Saranangachami Dutiampi Dhammam Saranga Chami Dutiampi Sangam Gachami Dutiampi
got an, another technique, you know, if you do it that way. <laughs> I'm not sure Yanai's ever been the bishop before. But <laughs> How'd it go? <laughs> Does somebody feel called on to bless you and I? Let's just have a minute together in silence. For the last part of our ceremony tonight, we're going to go out together in, with as much presence as we can, collecting your coat and shoes, yeah. and meeting with your um, letting go intention on the front steps, and we you will see there will be a place where there's a little fire that has been made, a very small fire inside a much-loved, created, special bucket that you will see when you um, go that will be on that front wall. And let's gather around. I think, I'm not sure what the temperature's like out there, but if you put warm things on, um, um, we can gather around for at least five or ten minutes together. If you really need to stay in, in the porch, you can watch from that side. And the idea is to gather around there silently, and you'll see, the hopefully, the fire will, will light for us and um, 
Let me ask you, we could do it either in silence or with a letting go chant that you will be invited to place your paper into the fire and you can, you know, doesn't have to be one at a time. I think there's room for two. Um, it's kind of a small fire. Um, silent. Great. Let's do it silently. Super. Oh, that was the vote from that side. We, can I? Let's go for the silence. Yeah. Good thinking, um, Oase. Yeah, so before we... Do two or three of you want to do that now? If you clear the gangways for us. And see if you can go with as much of you as possible while we gather silently on the porch. And then we'll meet back for those who would like to sit tonight. Some of you might want to stay out there with a fire. Um, We'll meet back um, for a very short sit about 9.20 for a short sit to end the evening Um, yes no thank you for clarifying you can keep the yellow one that's the one to put near your telephone (laughs) wherever you want to keep it and we'll so the burning thank you yeah the burning is is the symbolic of of the release and the, the lavender one yeah the lavender one Yeah, so the question is, shall we keep the hall like this for tonight? Yeah, why not? I think, yeah. Yeah, so the schedule in the morning. um, Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the schedule for tomorrow. I suspect the wake-up bell is the same, is it? Great. Great. So uh, early morning sitting, I think you've spoken about that already. Great. So we'll see you tomorrow and it will be silent again tonight. So let the any blessedness of our being together tonight, let it, let it steep and pervade and fill your whole body. And for those who wish, we'll meet back at 9.20 for a short sit. Just as, as I mentioned earlier, please do come to that 6 o'clock a.m. sitting. Um, because then Yana and I will give instructions for what will happen during the breakfast and how we'll proceed with this, with the silence and the speaking and listening. So that's important. Thank you. Okay. <coughs> See you at the front. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.